Maybe He's already trying to get out of the fight. I swear to God, if this actually leads up to a real fight... I hope so. I fucking... Mm -hmm. I will have faith in humanity again. Mm -hmm. Didn't the Italian government say they'd be open to having it hosted in the Colosseum? Hmm. If they did, I support that, because if there's any place where two fascists should go to die, it's Italy. My... F when this story first broke, there was a comment, like, the top comment on the Reddit post was just, it cracked me up, it was something like, out of these two, one of them is a world champion MMA fighter, and the other is just a fat guy with autism, uh, with Asperger's. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is Mark Zuckerberg an MMA fighter? Yeah, well, it might not be MMA, it's something. He does some sort of martial art. And he's, like, God. won tournaments and stuff, and, yeah. You can see videos of him fighting online. I really want to see this now. Really bad. I want this to be, like, a Batman v. Iron Man situation. <laughs> <It'd> be... <laughs> Tell Musk to bring as many weapons as possible. It would be Batman versus one of those thugs in Arkham Asylum that go, It's the Bat! It's the Bat! <laughs> and he just proceeds to turn their face into paste. <laughs> How very much I've loved you. How very much I've tried my best to give you the good life. Don't you want a world of unconditional love and brotherhood? We have the secrets to self-improvement. You can join us and be special. Join our elite mission to save the world. Since the death of God, there's been a vacancy open. You could fill that void. Here's how. We'll title this tape. Welcome to the Cult of Comics. Welcome to the Cult of Comics podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. That's Sean. That's Josh. Hi. Both of you, say hello. I need to finish my lunch. I've got some more I thought you said you finished all the fish things. I, I finished the fish, but I still have the chips. Got some chips left. Please don't tip those in the orange sauce. Oh, you already have. It's too late. I'm just gonna pour some of this orange sauce on top. Steak, steak bun. Yeah, just that. Do you think they have orange flavored mayonnaise somewhere out there in the world? Yeah, that has to exist. There's gonna be. I mean, I, if bananas exist, all the flavors exist. Well, they had a lot of different varieties of mayonnaise. Have you not Happy, heard of uh, bananas? Bananas? No, I was talking about Amsterdam. Okay. They just pour that shit on everything. Oh, gee, yeah, they do. There's this what thing the called Amsterdam fries or Dutch fries or something, okay. and this is just like this little cone of freshly cooked fries with just covered in mayonnaise, like yeah. yes. as much tried, as humanly possible. Have you ever tried poutine? It's fine. Poutine, no. gravy, and stuff. Uh, I love yeah, myself. I'm some just good, not a gravy person. I love some good pub fries. You know, they put the, the gravy and cheese and bacon bits on top. I'm spoiled at this point because I've been making my own fries and chips for a minute now, and yeah. I've been putting rosemary and uh, curry powder, like just different mixtures with it. I've you know what? You no, those... stop it. We're I no. sent you those stop pictures. It. Stop talking. That my no, wife shush. Made stop it. You do this every time. Supremes, and those things are magnificent. I need to have, have an actual Taco Bell when I'm in New York. <laughs> yeah. Taste the disappointment. Anyways, this is a comic book podcast. We're going to talk about comic book things, comic if book I can podcast. fucking do it with the things. Okay. All right. I didn't so even make we, a list uh, for this week. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Well, you only just now read them, didn't you? Oh, uh, yeah. So, okay, let's well, start on, with this. We've got Sacrificers by Rick Reminder. We've got Grimm, 11 and 12. We've got Night Terror's Batman. We've got John Kent. Last week we had Seasons Have Teeth, but uh, we never got the chance to actually talk about that, so we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. So we can talk about that and do that. And do it, yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Let's talk about that. We can do it. We can talk Sacrificers about it. Sacrificers by Rick yeah. Reminder and Max Fiamara. Here we go. This is a comic book. This is the newest one from Rick Reminder, known for his work on things such as Deadly Class. And... Oh, good. There's there's a list in the back. Let me just list them all. We've got Black Science and Deadly Class. Right. Deadly right. Glory, Fear Agent, Low, 70. I've never actually read Fear Agent, but I've been hearing Scumbag. good things. Scumbag. I like Tokyo Ghost. That seems like his weakest of all of the bunch. That makes sense oh. that you like it. Yeah, you would say that. Uh, I, I only read the first issue of Low and... Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about Righteous Thirst. We all love that. Low was good. Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, I think we all agreed, was damn good. That Until the was... end. Yeah. I liked it. I've read two or three of the Black Science volumes, but that was like six or seven years ago. It's incredibly depressing. So if you're I've very down for... Mm-hmm. It's just a... It, it's a very heavy analysis. Of the multiverse. Before the multiverse. Well, was I was going to say of like being a father and you know trying to... Yeah, you know, maintain being a good person, I guess. Yeah, but it's fun yeah. if you also like being depressed out of your mind. Yeah. So this I'm was British. Uh... That's my favorite thing. <laughs> so this had so. nine, at least nine different covers from a bunch of different people. Yeah. You want me to list them all off? Because I can't. I really do not. No. Yeah, Jenny. <laughs> Absolutely Frizen. not. Mike Mignola. Nick no, just please, please mute him. Don't do it. Just end my suffering now. Kill me. So this was um, given away at Free Comic Book Day. We got a basically a major well, preview of this issue. It, yeah, it was a Free Comic Book Day preview extension thing. Yeah, which was like but the that's about it. That that was the big thing to get. And I think all except for like four or five pages, maybe six, we saw every, like, we had everything. The first, I don't know, 20 or some pages was included in the free comic book day issue. Mm -hmm. So this is the advert uh, for the series. Tomorrow is a harmonious paradise thanks to five families who make everything perfect for the price of one child per household. Now, as that bill comes due, a son expected to give everything for a family that never loved him and an affluent daughter determined to destroy Utopia must unite to end one generation's unnaturally protracted reign. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, this feels familiar to an extent Mm -hmm. uh probably because of china there's a lot of tropes Um, here that you can pick up on yeah uh i was surprised by how much i enjoyed the art Uh, i'm not really i i don't really have any previous uh, exposure to max fiumara but i really like this he Um, did a few episodes of 
Detective Comics at some point, and he's done like the odd fill in at DC that I know about. He is mm. born in Argentina, Buenos Aires. He did Abe Sapien, a couple issues of Lucifer, Sandman Universe. He's maybe done some covers for Deadly Class and Two Moons and Low. Mm-hmm. The detail in this is extreme. Yeah, he's a good artist. Mm. I think that's putting it lightly. I feel I like think that this is the colors as well really complement it. The colors by immensely Dave McCaig, I believe. The blues McCaig, and the oranges yeah. pop together. It's like a movie poster. Even just like the texture of the colors as well. Mm. It's not shiny. It feels matted and sketched a, out. Versus li- digital, yeah, yeah. Like you can almost see pencil lines. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, um, I'm very good. I gotta Let's say, focus on the story. I was really not anticipating bird people. It has been not a challenging mating season for bird person. <laughs> Um, um, I didn't really pay much attention to the cover, to be honest. Okay. Uh, the cover mostly cover it. So focuses on the woman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, we've had other previews of you know, basically the last page where the kids are all being led off, handcuffed, and uh, strapped down. You know, the chain of kids being led away. Um, in the middle of this, we get a, a map or a tapestry, which kind of gives you a lot of context for what's going on, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a world not much unlike our own in shape, I suppose. Uh, but we have four... It's flat. Yes. <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> uh, but we, we have four races. Basically, we've got two races of people, sun, solus, moon, we have humans, birds, reptiles, so we've got like a world of gods that kind of reign over, kind of Greek gods maybe, uh, I forget what the guy's name is, Rokos, Rokos, yeah, who is basically like Apollo and lights the fire to signal the start of the day, and he's married to, uh, the moon or night i suppose and one of our main characters is the daughter she has his hair and her face and body i suppose she's got you know a birthmark that's the shape of a moon on her face and it seems to me that yeah. she is uh the product of like we need to get our two kingdoms to combine or something so we will have a child together maybe yeah. I don't know if you guys get the same impression. No, that's, I kind of get that's that. That's typically same thing. the trope in fantasy things: two kingdoms united, and they have an offspring. Mm-hmm. Yes. I am kind of. I'm fascinated by how Rick Reminder seems to do his fantasy because it almost feels. How can I put this? It feels bitter to a really heavy extent, but it it almost seems to imply that 
with the majority of any rule in any fantasy society, there's always going to be consequences. I don't think I've read any of his stories without there being a heavy amount of consequences for the piece, you know, air quotes piece, or the rulers being evil or malicious i mean he's got a lot of very like punk rock roots anyways so i feel like that's where a lot of that's coming from um but it's kind of the same thing with his other fantasy story that he came out with uh that escapes me at the moment um oh i wouldn't necessarily say the ruler rokos is evil but more indifferent. i wouldn't say that he's evil necessarily he's but i would say that he is he's unkind he's not yeah he's very heavily flawed and has very little care for the suffering of others. Yeah. I, I would assume they're talking about, but she's reading the history of the huge war thousands of years mm-hmm. ago. I would assume that he is also thousands of years. He was there. He participated. It's not several generations later. I'm not sure. Hmm. It does just kind of feel like he is <clears throat> saying something about the <clears throat> the idea of monarchies in general, uh, which ultimately I don't really have an issue with. I just find it interesting that there's not really been any unwavering attitudes towards that. Like, he hasn't written a pious or kind leader you know he's he's written explicitly the people who are suffering as the main characters not necessarily that they are even like super powered or anything but that they are just uh victims of circumstance in a lot of ways which i think is interesting Mm -hmm. but uh, i don't want to go on that for too long otherwise sean is going to fall asleep yeah what did you guys Um, think of this overall I wasn't blown away by it. I think it was fine. It's. I think it's quite a safe book. It's a soft for start. or in general. Yeah, I think it's got potential to go some interesting places. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I maybe it's... would have kept the father daughter stuff until issue two, maybe. Yeah, it's a very and soft just focus. Start. Yeah. Um, the dialogue is fine it doesn't particularly blow me away mm-hmm. pacing doesn't blow me away yeah I feel like the other stuff that he's written has had a little bit more punch in a first issue yeah I feel like the way Righteous Thirst of Vengeance started it really did grab me from the get go it mm-hmm. created a load of questions compelling questions Mm-hmm. And this, there are questions, but I don't feel as engaged with them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm inclined to agree, and I definitely wanted to enjoy this a bit more than I did. Um, that being said, I do agree that it has potential for something pretty interesting, so I'm cautiously Yeah, maybe this will it. be something you can collect and trade have on your bookshelf and be able to recommend a stack of several trades to someone and be like read all of this yeah yeah Uh, i feel like eternity by the way yeah 
But, this but I feel like as just a uh, first issue, it just... I mean, this yeah. has been heavily marketed as like the big thing for this year. I wonder if this is going to end abruptly at number 11 as well. Probably. But at least that was planned out with Righteous. I don't believe that. Mm. That end came out of nowhere. To you. I think we're a I feel like bit it confused. Had... No, not really. I feel like it made a lot of sense. I feel like there was just a degree of bittersweetness to it, I guess. Yeah, but I feel like we finished issue 10 and we were like, that was great. Next issue's the last issue. That's kind of weird. And we were like, maybe that's yeah, just well, a Yeah, well, the last issue was more of like a read... coda or like tie up everything. Yeah. But issue 10 didn't feel like a ending. I don't know. Yeah. At least that took some risks. This just feels safe at the minute. Yeah. I mean... I'm always intrigued by the cast of characters that he ends up building in his worlds. Like, I'm interested in these uh, harvesters. I'm interested in the backstory for the uh, young woman that we're introduced to, who is the yeah. child of the royalty. Yeah. But but with these bird people, I don't really know who's supposed to be the main character going forward. I'm guessing it's going to be the boy. boy in chains. Yeah. But I don't feel like this issue really set him up to be much of a character. Yeah, for right now. Um, I don't know if you guys read the uh, text in the back. The you know we didn't. Yeah, of course you didn't. Uh, he <laughs> wants this uh, to go issue by issue at a methodical pace, is how he describes it. Um, most comic books fill in the gaps with exposition to explain what can't be shown. Uh but he'd rather just, you know, let the art tell most of the story. Yeah. He's trying to go light on exposition. Which I kind of prefer. Like, I don't want it to be so overly verbose in every single panel that I'm just sitting there like, oh my god, I gotta read all this crap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's what I, I liked know, about Righteous Thirst for Vengeance yes. is it was very sparse with its writing. It was very careful and methodical. I don't know. Yeah. He goes off and on about, you know, oh, you're holding a comic book in 2023, not a trade, original graphic novel, or a hardcover. You know, you had to walk or drive to your comic book shop to acquire this thing. I don't know why you're mystifying going to the comic book shop and buying a comic. Um, I think that he's very much in that gen x -y kind of boomer mindset of everything that that belief that everything is delivered to you so easily that you going out of your way to seek out a physical copy of this individual comic is a big deal which i kind of get but i definitely feel like it's almost coming from that same <laughs> thinking from uh tokyo ghost where the entire concept is social media is bad. Everyone is addicted to their phones. Look at this guy. He's addicted to social media. He's a big, strong brute. But look, at he's so addicted to reality TV. And his girlfriend who's like, I want to yeah. fuck. And he's like, listen, my reality TV show is, is on 
Don't touch my penis. Go away, Baden. Leave me alone. (laughs) So I get it, but it is very much coming from that mindset of yeah. uh, The world has made things more convenient, and you going out of your way when it's not convenient can be is kind of a a big deal. So, eh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like everybody's going to be that way. I mean, it's going to be the same thing with movies. Like, everyone wants to go to the movies. People want to go to a comic book store. People want to go to the bookstore, you know? But it's nice to have the unnecessary things delivered to you, but the journey is a part of what makes those things fun. Do you disagree? Yeah, I don't know. I kind of lost focus there for a minute. That's okay. That's fair enough. Are you enjoy your enjoying your fries and orange sauce? Does it look like I've touched it since we started? I'm assuming no. I haven't been shoving my face. <laughs> Just got like a really big nice. orange mark around your <laughs> lips. How long can you grow your beard out? Uh, until it starts getting itchy. Grow your beard out. I no shaving for a year. Yeah, I'll give you a hundred dollars at the end of the year. Do I look like I need a hundred of your dollars? That's like I'm insulted, but I'm also like (laughs) one (laughs) hundred. What is the implication? One hundred Tyler bucks. It's just my face on a dollar bill. Just like. (laughs) Um. Analytically, I think that this is going to be good. I think that I'm looking forward to issue two. I wasn't that impressed with 7-2 Eternity right away either, and I'm really happy that I kept up with that. Mm. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to this. I, I actually want to give this a little bit more praise, probably than you, Josh. Mm. Actually, no, wait, you probably liked this. It's fine. Wow, so I'm the only one who actually liked this? I suppose so. What the fuck, guys? I don't know. Uh, it grabbed me. It, it gripped me a bit more the first time I read it four or five months ago. And now it's just like, oh, here's another eight pages. So I think the real fun begins next issue or as we continue. Was it really just like half of this book in the free comic book day? I, I just checked. Um, this is 28 pages. The first 20 pages were in Free Comic Book Day, and the last eight pages is oh. all I've got to do. Well, that's not very exciting. Yeah. You would. They should have just done this as the Free Comic Book Day comic then, and then just actually... God damn it. Yeah. Issue zero. Yeah. Well, that's fucking annoying. Alright, well... Weird. I do kind of... I have feelings about this. Okay. Uh, ratings? It's like a seven. No. It was good. It was not great. I come on, man. Seven. It was it, fine. I mean, it's it's He's a little rate this lower than the John Kent books. Yeah. Yeah. He yes. Is. I mean, the art alone is bless you so good. Um, okay. you have to give it you have Bit to give it some points for that. Um, okay, the art is good. I will increase it to a seven point 
two five. Don't you, I fucking hate you. Jesus Christ. It like an <laughs> eight eight two five. Like there there's a lot of world building, but it's not like the story has really started off. Like we're just you know it's not even like an overture or anything. It's just setting the scene right now. Like this is the world that they live yeah. in. I mean, I I'm actually more in the mindset. I, I agree with you, Josh, which is unheard of. Uh, yeah. But no, I, I actually agree. I feel like this is setting the stage. I definitely agree that this could have been better done as a just like the issue zero free comic book day, whatever. But I still really enjoyed this. And as much as I'm, I will admit to being ha- having a bias towards high fantasy. I feel like objectively. This is just a very well told story so far, and I feel like it's really going to start picking up. But I feel I'm like not issue really... two. When it might not be issue two, we might continue this plot several issues down the line. But I feel like the focus on these kids being taken into slavery or sacrificing, I feel like that's going to be interesting. Mm. But this first issue just felt like the stuff with the um son guy and his daughter felt very generic high fantasy. If you just kind of gave me the dialogue, I would assume it was out of Game of Thrones. Or I don't necessarily something. have too much of an issue with that. I understand what your complaint is, but I feel it like... Just, it just felt like a scene I had seen a hundred times before. What do you think would have made it better? I don't know. I'm actually gonna ask for two minutes of both of your times now how long two minutes two minutes oh gee that's a long time i know in all seriousness what would you have done differently here like what was it that you think could have been an improvement upon i think this first issue could have just been focused on the bird people i feel like absolutely none of them had any kind of development this issue despite taking up two-thirds of the page count mm-hmm. like it's a long I could not time tell to you say any goodbye of their names yeah i love you but i can't get but attached like, yeah like i just did not care about any of them at all the only real scene we had of characters interacting was the father and daughter with dialogue and that was just a much more generic scene i would have maybe just had this first issue focus on the bird people and then issue two opens with the fire people until the fire I I guess what I would want to ask not as a challenge but more as a question is do you not feel like the decision to minimize the amount of detail with the family with the bird people in specific but you still could have done it minimally but made it more effective so what I was going to ask was does it ha- hold more impact when there is less detail? Because we don't know their names. We know that there's this culture. We know that this is normal for them. We know that the parents are in yes. conflict with this agreement. It's, so those are being delivered well. And in a way, yeah. it's almost easier but for us I just... to leave an impression upon those characters because we don't know very much. Yeah, but I just think the fire people scene just interrupted the flow a bit. Hmm. And I would have rather had that as the opening page of issue two, just 
the daughter sat in her library. Rearrange it just a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they put like, that in there oh, just to kind of let it rest. Let the family rest. They go to bed, the sun comes out, then things happen the next day. Like that's that's kind of I, I guess it, I just didn't love it. I don't disagree with you, is the thing. I, I guess I'm just asking hypotheticals here. So I think that that would have been a lot more of a slow burn, maybe more so than what we've already been delivered, but I see what you're saying. Um, I, again, this kind of goes back to what Josh was saying about this being a free comic book day issue, but with just eight more pages. You know, This would have been a really good issue zero or what have you uh and then the next issue be the actual number one or what have you but it is what it is um i'm leaning towards josh's 8.25 uh when is the well no we'll talk about when solicits happen uh at the end of the episode so next we have seasons have teeth Mm. number four and since sacrificers is the number one that we are going to be talking about this week that was the highlight season Teeth number four is next from last week grim 12 by stephanie phillips is after that night terrors batman adventures of john kent so season seven teeth four dan waters sebastian cabrol we finally got the chance to uh sit down and finish this guy i I don't necessarily want to hold this on par with the many lives of Layla Starr, but I definitely feel like this caught me off guard. Hmm. This was a really good series. I yeah yes, it was good. I think it had some higher points than others. Yeah, this final issue is a little weird, uh, but melancholic, kind of an odd way to wrap things up like there are there are a few choices here oddities yeah i was not a fan of the winter design hmm. i thought oh, it'd be I something just... a bit more thought-provoking a bit more metaphorical mm. like a just a snowstorm or something yeah just some big snow creature with claws like yeah. i liked how the well it's got awesome like, two one faces was, like, like there's resting. a face and then a face in its mouth yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. And it, the tongue is coming from underneath the kind of chin strap that goes around the face. It's wearing a, a mask of sorts. Uh, the odd thing here is all these people are cold and freezing and falling apart in themselves. There's the guy that's frozen to death, basically, and our main character is just kind of walking through without any extra protective gear. Maybe even less. Like the, the guy that was frozen to death had mittens, hat, giant coat. And he's just got his usual, like, I'm going out on, like, a brisk day. I have nothing covering my face. Like, he's almost supernatural in his ability to face down these uh, different creatures. Mm-hmm. He's unaffected. The other guy that had the fire blanket was blown away by fire in issue two. Whereas he miraculously survived. Yeah. There's that. I mean, I really dug this. I feel like... I thought it, it was, was fine, but I feel like... 
I said this during issue one, and I didn't necessarily have the same complaint with issue two, and I had it to a lesser degree of issue three, but I think more pages would have really helped this. Mm. Like, issue two I thought was perfectly paced, it had a cool story, it had some characters to bounce off of, but the other issues I feel like have all kind of suffered from trying to put too much into too few pages. I, to me, this isn't on par with Layla Star at all. Layla yeah. Star was just this breathtaking, beautiful piece of art yeah. that just every issue just blew my mind. Whereas this, I'm like, this is a solid story. This is great in places, good in other places. Yeah. I feel like. Well, what did you like about this? This is... Issue? I feel like this is like a step below Layla Star. I feel like high concept analysis, having a lot to say about the human condition. I, I, I really wish that there was a cigarette issue. You know, I think that we can all agree with that. But uh, I think that it's interesting to take this creature design for winter that kind of feels like old myths you hear about like yetis and no demons and what have you that's very simple it's smaller than the rest of the seasons it's sneaky like that's the whole thing is it just comes upon you and you don't even realize it and he even says i've turned 60 and i didn't even realize it now winter's here yeah and I, I get the metaphor. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I don't necessarily like how in-your-face that is. But I like that it's almost like it's his journey just by himself, and we get to experience the rest of the people that are surrounding him, kind of like just watch him go through it. Because there's nothing you can really do when a person is on that journey. Mm. And I think that that's interesting. I feel like there's something here to be said about just having to give up control to a certain extent towards certain things. And I think, again, you know, I have a bit of a bias towards high fantasy style things anyways, but yeah, I, I find it also kind of heartbreaking just the fact that this man lost everything, didn't really uh, amount to much, and now he's seeking out this suicidal run towards greatness realistically yeah. doing something very simple the the first half of the comic i think is done fairly well other than the complaints that i've said but the the second half of the comic feels almost like a deus ex machina he's about to die facing this thing and this lady comes out of nowhere and shoots the season and helps him run off and takes him back to her cabin and she looks like his ex-wife or his widowed wife widow? no he's, he's a widow his wife. dead wife yeah his dead wife uh, and she has the same name as him and he has the same name as her dead husband Andy and Cindy you know, very common names in the UK Andrew, Andy, Cindy whatever Dime a dozen, you say. 
So that all seems rather contrived, I suppose. Mm. Uh, yeah, them having the same names. Yeah, but to get to this point and that that whole segment right there was just not my favorite. I didn't really like that. It seems like they could have done something else to get sure. them to this point so these two can have this conversation, which is almost like, you know, almost having a conversation with your dead spouse. Yeah, I some feel like this... this had some good ideas, but I feel like he hadn't, he didn't have the time to flesh the ideas out completely. Yeah. I feel like maybe it could have done with another draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just a little more in the planning stage. Winter is a time for ghosts. So we see the, the picture that he's taken early on in the issue. Um, and it's only later in the last two pages that we find um, that her husband had been a painting, a painter, wanted to paint, and uh, created this little sketch of what could be winter. And so he takes a picture of the canvas here and just a drawing and that's what ends up getting published as the, the picture of winter like i don't really give a shit about this project anymore i'm just gonna phone it in sort of deal like uh, yeah it's just to show that he has moved on and he wants to live his life you know winter is a time for ghosts what's he say i don't know winter yet but it's here there's still time time to know it things to be done She's like, I'm just going to get this job over with real quick so I can move on to actually living. That's my take. Yeah, like the Cindy 2.0 kind of <laughs> mentions like, oh, I remember like this photographer who took photos of his dying wife oh, right, and right, like right. calls him out on like all that without knowing it's him. And yeah, that again just feels a bit on the nose. Like this it's woman has to say name your husband is gonna just bring up this is just gonna bring up your wife who she heard about without It's all too it's convenient. You. Yeah. To be honest, I kind of didn't take this literal. Like I don't believe that this really happened. I feel like he's dead. I feel like he's been dead for a while. But then where did he get the photo from? Yeah that's kind of where I'm at is like is that something that he just manifested like he took the photo and then he sent it and then he died or is it just something that like this is his like limbo or something I feel like so much of the ending is on the nose that it's it seems silly to take it at face value if that makes sense maybe you know I don't know it's hard to interpret yeah, exactly kind what of... he's trying to yeah, I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I'm definitely not exactly happy with how it ended, but I'm still really happy with. You're how not happy with how it... you were comparing it to the many deaths of Layla Star. I said it's not. I said it's not like the many deaths. I wouldn't compare it to the many deaths of Layla Star, but I do think that it's interesting in concept, and I do really enjoy it. And I think that it is one. There needs to be more comic books out there like this. 
if it was me, I would say one more issue would have really helped this out. Because I feel like ending it on the note of just burning the photo is kind of silly without at least there being some kind of hint or something that this is not real. You know, like the convenience of finding a Cindy that also had an Andy that yeah. also was dying. I don't know. It, it feels like... Like I said, it just feels like it's so on the nose, it seems silly to take it at face value. Hmm. Yeah. Ratings? For this issue, it's it's more like an 8, I suppose. Like, it's not as good as the other ones. There's something here, but it needs yeah. more work. Yeah, I feel like it could have been great, but it just wasn't quite there. The pieces didn't all fall into place. Um, yeah, it's somewhere like a 7.75 for me, maybe a 7.5. 7 hmm. Um series as a whole I'd give like an 8.25 because I think there's some good stuff in there especially issue 2 and 3 but I think issue 1 and five, one and 4 were really the weakest parts of this story fair enough I think I'm going to agree with your overall rating but I definitely feel like this issue is more like I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I went into this going to the thinking this issue was like an eight, and then we started talking about it, and I'm like, no, nah, this is like a seven point seven five. Sometimes things are like that. Like you kind of read something through rose tinted glasses, and there's some bits in there you like, and then when you talk about it, you realize it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said. I just feel like with all of the stuff that was so in your face with it it's just hard for me to th not think okay well he must be dead or something hmm. but yeah yeah no, I don't quite get that yeah it's the series as a whole is I, I, I would put it up closer to maybe like 8.5 like I, I really enjoyed the first three issues but this one just needed a little more a little more work yeah fair enough all right. Should we talk about Grimm? Yes. Stephanie Phillips and Flaviano with Rico Renzi. Go. So we're talking about 11 and 12, not just 12? No, we well, can just talk about 12. Because we never ended up talking about 11 is why I said that. Uh, oh, yeah, it came out when Josh was traveling. Didn't that? Might be. Well, we don't... We don't necessarily need to talk about every single freaking issue, but I definitely think uh, maybe a quick recap of Eleven would be helpful. Go ahead. Um, so, issue 10 ended with... Oh, that's weird. What? William Friedkin, the director of The Exorcist, has died. Hmm. Oh. And I was literally, at the beginning of the call, I was looking at the second Exorcist book on Amazon. Yeah. 
Does it follow the uh, the movie that's about to come out? No. The Exorcist 2 book follows the third movie. The third movie, right. Yeah, the third movie was also directed by the writer of the book. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The second movie does not exist. <laughs> Alright, Tyler, where were you with your synopsis? Uh, oh, was I he not, was was he not finished say... talking? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, the thing I was going to say before was uh, I actually just started watching The Exorcist with Adeline because uh, they had not uh, seen it before. So, weird. Overrated. The first one? Yeah. Fuck off. I haven't seen the movie in years. The book was overrated. You're... Shut up. I can break it down for you and send you an essay. Just stop talking. Jesus Christ. So... We are introduced to the uh, fates having a conversation uh, around uh, hell and the history of hell. Uh, but we also uh, are. What remind me here? When did the Rosie the Riveter character make that deal? We didn't see the deal. Well, no. When was it revealed that like there was the betrayal? No, issue ten. Yeah, because she was helping them, and then all of a sudden, Adira shows up, and they're like, "But how did you find us?" And then yeah. this character's like, "It was me." <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to quote all of the memes from that. All right. Anyways, um, Eleven was kind of weird for me, but anyways, yeah, that conversation between uh, Annabelle, the Rosie the Riveter character, Mm -hmm. and uh, the new ruler of hell, essentially, uh, whose name also escapes me. Adira. uh, Adira. Adira. Having a conversation about the deal, uh, we see our cast of characters in hell, uh, in what's like a hell bubble almost they've been cast into the river sticks basically the river that what that was yeah, yeah you're in a you're river right. of souls right that makes more sense um while we fuck i did read this one really fast that's why i'm having a hard time remembering this here, you take over uh, the recap on this because I'm realizing that some of this stuff I forgot. Yeah. Uh, so Lila, you know, we we have several different uh, things going on all at the same time. So uh, Lila is basically uh, Shanghaied. I don't know if that's the right way to describe it. She's been Shanghaied by life, and he's in her realm of sorts. And he's trying to make a deal for this amulet that she has. He's offering her, you know, the family you always wanted. Or maybe it's right. money or power or fame. I'm, I'm usually pretty good at feeling out what people really want. And so at first he offers right. her uh, a house with, you know, death. And I can't even think of our main character's name now. Jessica. Jessica. Jessica yeah, as a, as a kid, yeah, as a child, you know, you can go back and be the family you always wanted. She's like, that's not what I wanted. 
Uh, meanwhile, Jessica and Lita Four, whatever his name is, are banished to underneath the River Styx. Annabelle is talking to Adira to, you know, hey, you know, you told me you could get somebody out of hell. I want, you know, whatever this mysterious thing is. And Adira balks at that. You know, it's not possible. Be, you know, so dangerous for that to happen. But Sigmund and Freud, uh, Sigmund and Roy comes in and is like, deal's a deal. You gotta do it. No. And that leads into this, where Adira has come to basically rescue Jessica Harrow, give her the death sight, you know, that yellow sight. And they're trying, she's like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to help you. Fuck that. We'll stay here. I, we're good in this little bubble. You know, whatever. Uh, at the start of the issue, we see, I guess, how Lila died. 25 years ago and she's basically shot in the chest by some other gangsters that she flipped on and she's been marked for death uh, this is her first interaction with with death he appears to take her seems a little above him or beneath him beneath him to come and you know take souls away but here he is and uh, he's surprised that she has the audacity to punch him and take more swings at him, and I suppose that's that's when he first fell in love with. You know, it's never happened before. He says, "Did you just punch the Grim Reaper?" I don't think he's. I didn't read it as him appreciating her balls for doing it. Well, he's very much t- like. That's not something that usually happens. Or something I kind that of should happen. Yeah, I read it as that's not something that should happen. Yeah. Like, he's confused, because she's now got the symbol on her head as well. Did we get a resolution on what that was? Well, right now, those are the people that cannot die. And so somehow she is still alive, even though she's been shot straight in the chest. Like, normally... I feel like that... I don't know. She should have died. I was just going to... Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like there's... That's one of the things that makes Jessica special is because whatever happens to Lila to cause her to be like in that in between, yeah, her, mixed with the Grim Reaper. Her dad fucked a corpse, and now here she is. <laughs> fucked a dead lady. Yes. And they had a baby. That's what happened to Tyler as well. Tyler is that babe. Yeah, I'm the dead baby. Yeah. Uh, Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <gasps> T-shirts for the Cult of Comics podcast, which you can find at patreon.com slash cultofcomics. I'm the dead baby. That'll sell well. Um, Make notes. Google Docs, I'm the dead baby t-shirt. Yeah. So... I gotta get a pen. We'll keep going. We get this scene where uh, life offers Lila just a sack full of cash. Just cold, hard cash. She's like, this is what I wanted. You know, this is all I ever wanted. What I, everything I did, was just for this. And then she's like, "And eh, I don't, whatever." And so life is tired of this, and uh, she's full of all sorts of tricks. He says, "You know, life can be hell." And then she takes the amulet, basically touches it to his chest, and bounces. You know, 
shoots him away, basically. Knocks the glasses right off of him. And then he chases her with vines, because, oh, I am all life, Lila. And then she drops the amulet, and that's taken away. And that's the end of that story, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Something happens where the site... We go back to Adira and Jessica and Lita, uh, all arguing about whether or not they will do what each other wants when the scythe activates and the bubble comes down and the river washes them away and Jessica is able to swim to the scythe Adira is able to get out of the water uh, we get this interesting uh, page where you know all the different people that Jessica Hero, Hero knows uh, are talking to her I'm not sure who the guy in bandages is it are, but the the maybe some people that she has uh, grimmed. I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, but the fate, yeah, reaped. That's it. Grimmed. The, the fates <laughs> come in. <laughs> she give him a good grimming. There. She give him the grim job. The grim job. Yeah. What a what a good grim job. Let's keep. Let's, it could be a bit messy. Yeah. I like how uh, the artist clearly decided he couldn't be bothered to draw all the faces. Right. Uh, some of them are I'm alien. I was put some weird, like, yeah. sea lagoon people in there. Yeah. Marcel is there. Uh, her dad is there. They're basically all just kind of ideas that haunt her before she wakes up and grabs the site. And it transports them to their new destination. They, they kind of uh, posit that... The scythe takes them where they need to be, and now they are in some countryside city in Italy. It looks like Spain. Yeah, it looks oh, like Italy. Okay. Italy. Italy, Spain. Uh, there's a lot it's of Italy. cottages along. Okay, Italy. You know, so they're finding their way, and then they're all these uh, weird little demon, dog, whatever creatures come out. And Jessica... Hellhounds. Sure, Hellhounds. Reaps one of them, only to reveal... Uh, I don't play a lot of uh, Dark Souls. I don't know which character this is from Dark Souls. But she appears and appears to you know, rule over these creatures. You have, you have any idea who this lady is? From Dark Souls? Um, yeah, I think... what. Well, wait, do you mean, like, the spider lady? I don't know. I'm just, like, this looks like somebody out of Dark Souls or something. Maybe Resident Evil 7. Mm, I could kind of see that, but I feel like it's going to be more like the demon Isolath. Is that what you mean? I don't know. Because I feel like I'm leaning towards the... No, wait. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no. Um, that's your, that's uh, Lady Dimitrisk from Resident Evil. That's what you're thinking of. Maybe. Uh, thick thighs save lives. Yeah. Seven foot tall mommy. Yeah. Give me uppies. Mommy's home uppies? is what she says. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see how this resolves in the next issue, I guess. Like, there's just so much going on in this issue that it's kind of hard to, you know, really uh, let things really need to breathe here. I'm just happy that they keep... Like there's a consistent theme here in everything, which is that uh, everything goes to die in Italy. I thought it was Florida. 
Yeah, that's big Florida, big Italy. Uh, the Tiny the most interesting thing here, I, I I would say, is the epilogue here, where Annabelle and uh, Sigmund and Roy go down to get the thing that she has been promised. Um, it's just this box, and she opens it, and it basically grows like a plant and infects her. You know, it's going into her eyes, her mouth, her body. Um, and I can surmise that this is perhaps Pandora's box that she has opened. Oh, that's a interesting I, shout. I didn't think so. Makes a lot of sense, actually. But doesn't that include a monkey somewhere? The monkey in the box? I don't know. What kind about of Greek that. mythology were you reading? Have you not. Is that not how it goes? I thought the saying was the monkey's out of the box, it can't go back in. No, no. I know what you're doing. Express. I I know what you're doing. I don't like it, but I I know what you're doing. <laughs> I think that that's a good call out. I wasn't thinking of that before. Yeah. Um, His name is Kelly. His name is Kelly with a Y. And he's just to Kelly with an I. Yeah. My wife is Kelly with an I. Oh, that explains a lot. Yeah. It's not IE, it's just I. There's no, a lot I of mean, like, why? She's so much classier than you. Yeah. Yeah, this guy doesn't seem classy at all. I feel like there's a lot going on for a second arc, and I. For the third arc. Yeah. For the third arc. Yeah. Was uh, five issues per arc? Something like that. I think it was five, then six. So this is the start of the third arc? Yes. Uh, did last one I don't feel? think that's right. No. Let's see. It's kind of hard to figure out where the arcs start and end. It's just one long running no, no. thing. Nope. All totally, you gotta do is go impossible. to... It's impossible. It's not impossible. No one can tell you. It's, it's Jesus Christ. I can look it up right now. Look, I'm looking at the listing for it right here. Okay, so Grim Twelve. Uh, as the third arc heats up, so this is the beginning of the third arc. Yes. I don't know if it's the third arc starts to heat up. Like you, you start the third arc and then it starts to heat up. So I would say eleven was maybe the start. Uh, let's see. Issue. Okay, Sammy Semantics. Sammy Semantics. Let's see. Hey, Josh does not hate Jewish people. What? <laughs> oh, no. Not. But. I hate you so much. <laughs> yeah, there's no real, like. Semantics. Anti Semit. Okay, I get it. April. Issue 10 to issue 11. There was a two-month break, basically. Two-and-a-half-month break. Went from April 26th to July 5th. So I'd say 10 was the end. Um, okay. And then I'm looking You're at... You're correct. I'm looking at the solicit for number 14. It says, the end is in sight. So I'm not sure if we're going to get the end of the series soon. Maybe it's just three arcs. 
I mean, that would make more sense considering this seems to be going at the pace that it does. Mm. Yeah, that seems to be Boom's MO. They do like three arcs of five. I'm kind of surprised, to be honest. I don't know. I guess I was thinking this was going to be. Like I thought it was going to be like a mini series that then just kind of got upgraded because it was selling well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it will someday. Maybe. I mean, there's a reason we don't have, you know, we're not in, on issue 15, the many deaths of Layla Star. You gotta stop yeah, while you're in Some things are designed to be, yeah. Some things have the capability to go longer, some things it's better if they don't. And some things killed the children. Yes. That was supposed to be a five-issue mini when it started. Mm. Something is killing the children? And yeah, look at and then it, it got like upgraded to ten, upgraded to fifteen, and then upgraded to one going. Mm. Huh. Upgraded to James Tynion can do whatever he wants. <laughs> James Tynion is You see that building over there? Writer. He paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> he put my kids uh, to college. Once he, he built once, the college. <laughs> once Sean sells that issue number one, yeah, it will pay for his future kids' college. All 15 of them. Mm-hmm. Why do I have this feeling that you're an absolute slut around town and you probably impregnated more people than you actually mean to? Mostly hookers. Oh, sorry, which one of us is the one that's paid a prostitute for sex? Tyler, this is not the time to be showing <sighs> your fan fiction. <laughs> I do fan... F- I- <laughs> How'd you know I write fan fiction about Sean? It's written all over your face. He sat down. <laughs> I write it down right here. It's just a collection of him sitting, mostly stories of him sitting down playing the Hogwarts video game. <laughs> this will show them, he said. Who, Sean? Who will they show? You know exactly. <laughs> he laughed as he realized the connection between the. Was it the gremlins? Goblins. Mm. Owning the banks and reality. Sean could finally understand going full goblin mode. As he stamped out the goblin rebellion, and he finally removed all of the hoarding of wealth from the goblins and redistributed it, he realized he needed to put them into camps. It was only then that Sean put clothes on. Yeah, and then I came. Jesus. <laughs> uh, and then Quick sh- side note. Was that actually the case? Was it like pretty obvious parallels between mm, and really. the goblins? Not really? Not really, no. Mm. People were digging into that way too much. Okay, fair enough. Sean's not digging into it way enough. Maybe. Maybe. It could be a bit of both. Well, we were talking about Grim. Bias. Grim. Grim. We were. We were talking about a comic. Now it's Hogwarts uh, Legacy. Yeah. Okay, so let's say what our thoughts are on this issue in specific. I think it was fine. It's keeping the momentum going quite well. It's maybe not I feel the like it's better. best issue, I, but it's still it's a, bit a very enjoyable series. Like, there's a lot going on. Don't get a lot of there time is. to focus on each yeah. scene. Like we get maybe four pages per scenario, scene, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't like the way they're doing it. It doesn't feel like it's yeah. Enough. We get like a four page flashback, mm-hmm. four pages I mean, of Jessica's mom. I agree, but at the same time, I feel like the pace has 
been mastered a bit more. It feels like it's got a very good, hefty amount of, like, keep up with the story. But at the same time, I feel like I don't know if I would really want it to slow down very much more than this. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? What What would you prefer from it? Give it a little more time to breathe, but I don't know. I would be fine with this being ongoing rather than having to wrap it up in 15 issues. Just a little more time spent in the world. Like, it seems like they have so many more. Yeah. They could come up with so many more ideas of things that live inside this world. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just building on top of it with more and more. And I'd like to see what else they can I come mean, up with. Well, I agree, what, but... If this is what Stephanie Phillips has had planned out, mm-hmm. totally fine with me. If this is something coming down from editorial saying you have to stop at issue 15 or 20, then no. I, that's when I would have a complaint. I, I really don't know anything about the uh, editorial at who. I... I think they tend to just kind of let the writers do what they want to an extent. Yeah. You make us money. I hope fine. so. Yeah, yeah, like, I think there's more conversations about, like, I think it's stricter than Image. Image, I think you kind of have free reign to do what you want as long as your book can afford to be printed. Yeah. Whereas at Boom, I feel like there might be a little bit more, a little tighter rules, but I still feel like it's a fairly open place to work. Otherwise, I wouldn't see James Tynan sticking around there and more big creators kind of going there, like Jason Aaron and Ram V. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Toads and the goats. Brits. So, I don't think it's like the best issue. We've had for this series, but it's still fine. Yeah, I'm still enjoying it. It's not going to be. This isn't the kind of series that's going to be like a super big recommendation to someone mm-hmm. on par with like Layla Star or Saga. But if you read a lot of stuff but, and you're looking for something different, this is definitely yeah, something like, to check out. I, I am enjoying this. It is a pleasant read every couple of months when it comes out. Yeah. You know I, what? I definitely. You go ahead. I was just going to say, I would be curious to see how things feel upon a reread, like through trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there are some things I've read where I expected it to read better in trade than did singles, and it didn't. Mm. And then there was some stuff I expected to read better in singles, but read better in trade. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this is the first issue that this has happened but in this issue there are no song lyrics there's no song being sung just a little oh, bit oh yeah text. you're right i think that was just the second arc wasn't it uh they've still done it they've done it here and there it started with the first issue did it yeah i remember issue six started with the fates singing yeah but there's always some song lyrics in just about every issue and each issue Fair is enough. titled after some song somewhere. Chapter 11 was Ghouls Just Want to Have Fun. Chapter 12 was... Lust for Life. Something. 
Hey, Iggy Pop, I love it. Um, I'm still really enjoying this, but I, I, I mean, it's like I said, I don't know if I would really want this to slow down its pacing very much more than this, considering it's being planned to end at a certain point, but it is a lot happening all at once. If anything, it feels like a movie script in, in a way, you know, you it have to keep be. the pacing up and yeah, it, you have to keep the pacing up in order to make sure that the audience is, uh, engaged and sometimes that means that it's going to go a little bit faster than you expect, but I feel like it's still just got the right uh, amount of dialogue and not a ton of exposition, really, mm. but I don't really have a complaint about that. I mean, is it the best issue that they've had so far? No, I would say not, but I'm excited to see what's going to happen next because of the way that this ended. Yeah. Yeah. I think the... the next issue or, you know, the rest of the series seems pretty exciting for if they're going to be wrapping it up in the next three issues. Um, yeah, I, I'd say maybe more of a TV show than a movie mm. because for the plot they have here, I would expect this to be one of those terrible comic book adaptations that doesn't really quite follow the, uh, plot of the comic but sure. it's on the cw so it just keeps getting renewed right oh right. i if it was a movie it wouldn't be like done really well uh, yeah you know rpd or i don't know some other terrible comic adaptation do you mean r.i.p.d r.i.p.d uh that powers thing how did that get a sequel i i don't fucking know dude it, i heard it was even worse how poison because ryan rounds wasn't isn't it he wasn't in the second one anyway um ratings never put your hair like that ever again <laughs> nothing you you're you about to go get like... beat up by some school bullies no no he looks like he's about to go bully harry potter oh yeah or you're about to go invent electricity you look like you're the spoiled <laughs> child. I'll, I'll take uh, that one, Josh. You look like you're about to go get lost in a chocolate factory. Anyways. <laughs> Writings. Uh, uh, this is probably like an 8 for me. Maybe an 8.25 at a push. Yeah, I would say add an 8 solid for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm more like 7, 7, Definitely 5 not the... or an 8. Yeah, it's around there. It's I feel like your justification for that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the best issue of the series, but I still, I'm having fun with the series. I, I am too. I guess... I would like maybe a little more focus. Like Josh mm. said, it's kind of a few pages here and there of each character. We're spread a little too thin. It's a bit, sure. I don't know, rote might be the term. Like, okay, we got to do four pages for this scene, four pages for this scene. Yeah. Like, this Did you just... do that intentionally? No. Wrote just seemed to be the correct because word. that's how that that's the that's how they describe <laughs> that's how they describe hell at the beginning of issue eleven. Mm. It's like right here when the uh, fates are talking about. Ah, uh, yeah, it's just so rote now. I don't know. It's funny. I don't have eleven in front of me. Uh, okay, cool. Well, that means that we can move on to whatever is next which is going to be night terrors batman by josh williamson and guillaume march this issue was decent yeah. an issue 
it was better than the first issue. And like Josh said, you probably could have skipped the first issue. I could have skipped this issue as well. You could have, but I still think it was better. <laughs> it's fine. It's not great. I I liked the way that it's been done so many times before that like I didn't necessarily need to see it again. But I think I liked the scene of Bruce talking to his younger self and consoling himself. It's a bit saccharine sweet, I think. Just, yeah. Oh, you know. Oh, hey, you're not you. Oh, he's either gonna think I'm a failure or I'm scary. Oh, hey, you know, you're kind of you're cool. You're nice. What's with the bat thing? Oh, you know, bats, bats are, are cool. Bats are cool, Mister. <laughs> yeah, bats are cool. I feel like no, but I feel like maybe it made me maybe I enjoyed it a little more because I'm always tired of Batman like turning his back on his friends and stuff. But here, him him being the one to open up and initiate the conversation, where he's like. I have great friends, I have great family, even if I don't want to admit it, like, I know it's there. And just yeah. having him actually admit it, I was like, this is kind of nice. Yeah. I'm kind of confused by his... Uh, the reference to the Matrix here. Where oh, it's literally yeah. that same yeah. scene from the Matrix. Right. I, I think I was like, no. no, don't trace that, don't do that shit. I, I had no clue what was happening towards the end here, because, like, he took back control, but then it was like, no, you're still in a dream. And Maybe. Like, is it the real world, or Maybe. is it a dream? Find out in Night Terrors 3 and 4. Pointless. Here's what I gathered from this. I gathered from this that Josh Williamson just rewatched uh, The Matrix, and has been watching uh, Chainsaw Man, the anime. And, uh, That's the reason for the gun bat on here. Yeah, and uh, War of the Worlds. Definitely. I, I can see what you mean about this. the consolation towards his family and consoling his, his younger self. I I feel like I could have really done well and fine without Frank Miller Purple Bat. Mm-hmm. Is there Didn't really need that in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how long, uh, like, you think Chip Zdarsky was like, hey, hey, you gotta put this in your comic. You're going into his mindscape. Yeah. You gotta you got do this here in our stuff. Can you do it? I need you to do this, otherwise do I'm it? gonna spoon myself later. Yeah. Spoon you later. I'll do it. I swear to God, I'll do it. I swear to God, I'll do it. Um, I yeah, wish this event didn't exist. What do you think the yeah, conversation no, no is between one likes uh, Williamson and Zdarsky is just like, I think that Williamson uh, is like kind of like late night talk show host Jimmy Fallon where he's like it's great it's great it's amazing and Chip Zdarsky <laughs> is just sitting there holding all of his Eisners and he is like it's cute that you think that I value your input yeah just imagine an interview very with, much the Seth Meyers did you say Jimmy Fallon yes Jimmy Fallon and Ryan Reynolds just in an interview and that's basically how I imagine it yes Minus the consistent, like, Jimmy Fallon always doing an impersonation of a musician at some point. Hmm. I hope John Williamson doesn't do that. 
<laughs> I don't know what Joshua Williams talks about music, and he like. just like does like a guitar riff with his voice. He's like, it's like down, 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 down. He always does stuff like that, and it's just like Pretty he's like, oh, I was hanging out of like Bruce Springsteen. He was like, oh, hey, listen yeah, to it. That's that's what I picture. Jimmy Fallon's unbearable. Yeah, that makes sense. If you put Joshua Williamson and Robert Kirkman and maybe some other guys in the lineup, I'm not sure if you pick them apart. <laughs> Listen, not all white people look the same. Yeah. We do. <laughs> Who do you think a sidekick is? You know, all the late night TV show hosts have like a sidekick. I mean, chips really? are. Yeah. They all have like, here's my guy. Here's my the, the guy that does all the stuff. I riff off them. You know, like uh, Conan O'Brien has uh, Andy Richter. Andy Richter. And Jimmy Fallon has, or Jimmy Kimmel has Guillermo. Yeah. Does we Jimmy all have, Fallon guess, have anyone? I don't know. Jimmy Fallon like talks to the drummer a lot. Questlove. Sure. I I Questlove no is on. Uh, is Questlove? Is Questlove on Jimmy Fallon? It's not Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. We're getting lost in the sauce here. Yes, we are. What are we even talking about? Oh, right, Night Terrors. Let's go back to talking about Jimmy Fallon. Uh, oh, yeah, you know, uh, great, great radio. So Batman finds his way to this door of sorts. It's basically like, Dead Man is piloting my body right now, so it doesn't allow me to lucid dream, and I can't escape this. But there's a door I found, the source or whatever. I gotta go talk to the, the man in charge. Uh, and then Insomnia uh, confronts him with the bat gun, I think is what they called that. Mm. There's a great sound effect in here where Batman lands you know, from flying and it says like bat boom. That's the sound effect. Bat boom. So I don't think I've ever seen yes. that sound effect before. What does a bat boom sound like? Boom, boom, boom. Ah, boom. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but he's fighting the gun bat. And he's like, this is my dream. I control things. And that's when he does the gun foo, you know, whatever, bullet time, dodging. And he rips the gun straight. Well, just the, not the muzzle. What's, what's the top part of the gun? He doesn't rip a whole gun out of the gun bat. The, uh, I don't know why you're asking me, Josh. You're barrel. the American. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's been so long since I've gone to gun school. Call, call your kid in the room and ask him. Yeah, right. Uh, but then, like, partway through the battle, Insomnia just starts disappearing. Like, oh, I got I got another call on another line. I, I gotta go. I gotta go take this. I'm sorry. You, yeah, that was weird. You do this thing. I, I got it. I got the answer. I gotta take it. I'm wondering if this villain is even gonna come back ever. He won't. He will be included in like a montage. You remember during Dark Crisis how you just had all the generic villains oh, in Black yeah. Chains if being controlled by the darkness? To, we ever need to populate a yeah. space. Just like the background in the Legion of Doom. Yeah. Makes you're sense. Just like, yeah, just Who's that guy? I don't know. Or like when man? when they're walking through Arkham Asylum and they need like characters to be like rattling the bars. But he'll be asleep. <laughs> True. 
I keep them nice and tied up. Nice and tight. Twait. Twait like a tight boy. Uh, ratings. Seven. No. Seven point five. No. Yes. So yes. I'm just gonna keep going down. Nine. I hate you. <laughs> Uh, Adventures of John Kent 6 Tyler what was Josh, your rating done. We're done I agreed with you Josh 6.75 <laughs> The Adventures of John Kent Adventures The Adventures why you, of John Kent Why are you Kent? holding it like that Why, why are you booing like me I'm right to it? <laughs> Like I hold my children Ugh. Change this is that, is that how you poop them or burp them Yes Eh Eh <laughs> So, we unfortunately uh, lost Derek Robertson uh, in these uh, He was there for he one issue. One issue, and that's it, and it was wonderful. It was uh, mystifying. It was magnificent. I, I will say Clayton Henry's artwork in this issue is some of the best I've seen from him. He's, Absolutely. He, he is improving. He is getting there. Hey, you know, at least he can draw chits, unlike some other artists that we know. What artist? Uh, Ramon K. Perez. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. He's got, you know, there's a good chin. There's a good chin right there. That's how you draw it. has got a, a line around it. Yeah, you draw a chin just it's got a shot from in. the front. That's how you draw a chin. Uh, um, so this issue about... deals with John planning on how he was going to take down Injustice Superman. Mm -hmm. And... We get interactions of him and Flash, him and Wonder Woman, him and Hawkgirl, him and Yellow Lantern. Just how he and Tim and Damien. Yeah, him and how he dismantles everyone, one by one. I think I just skipped the page of the Yellow Lantern. Can't even find it. Just like oh, oh, there he is. One little panel. He's over top of Gamora, yes. and I take his ring because I'm faster than pride or whatever. Faster mm -hmm. than fear. You, are Hot Girl's wings not real in this timeline? I so they're made Otherwise of pink be metal. Very painful. Yeah. Made out of titanium? Vibranium? Adamantium. Okay. Yes. Unobtainium. End metal. Man. So. So are you guys just not like feeling on like vibing on this very much at all or I liked it. Mm. Okay, good, because I liked it a lot. Man. Yeah. It definitely I... felt like I felt like it was a little strange to have John just be like, I'm better than everybody here. Like he just fucking yeah. nabs Wonder Woman and then flies yeah. off, talks Man. to her. I did like how he dealt with Flash. Do you like how her bus really like Do you like how her bus size goes down like ten sizes over the course of two pages? He's, well, he probably realized while drawing this, yeah. I'm doing this a little too horny. Let We're a little too horny later. right here. We should probably... Let's go take care of this. We should probably dial it back. Oh, no, because she was flying then, so she was facing down, so gravity was doing its work. Cool. And then John's okay. like, now I gotta go back to the sun for a quick recharge, and now we go back. They were enormous on that page, Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> they are huge. And he's like, here, Damien, I have the lasso of justice, truth, and the American way. <laughs> I like the way that this is done. I feel like it would have been kind of overly... Like this one page to have John. No, just like John fighting Superman. Like I, I like that he just zooms in and then gives him a big old hug and it's like, oh, nope, I don't feel like fighting you. Yeah, yeah. It's the John way. Well, it's just nice to have a Superman be a Superman. You know, I feel like it would have been a mis if they did this the Marvel way. It would have just been superheroes fighting. Max. Yeah, I can't believe that. You know, Superman just uh, takes. Um, uh, Ray Jay's arm is just like twist and crush, and then a couple pages later, Jay's just like, "It's it's fine. I'm just kind of holding my elbow. It's just a sprain." Superman didn't heal. just pulverize just every bone yeah. in my arm. I feel like it definitely didn't end in a way that I expected, but I liked it better than what I was going into it thinking this was going to be. I thought this was going to be a big... Yeah, I feel like this series got better with each subsequent issue, because yes. looking back at the beginning of the series, it feels so disjointed. Yeah. yeah. Ultraman is hunting Clarks from across the multiverse, and he's coming for you, so you need to beat him. Yeah. And then they get there and just... Injustice, just... Yeah, it's almost like a Simpsons episode where the thing that initiates the episode has no bearing on the rest of the episode later on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's it starts with... It, sense. it starts with Homer getting an iPad and then, like, halfway through, Sideshow Bob shows up again. Yeah. Yeah. All because of this iPad, and now he's trying to kill Bart. Yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> no, my tattoo Do says it's German. It Do stands you... for the Bart the. <laughs> Do you think there's a message uh, in this comic that John forgot about Cyborg. Like, they took care of all of the other Justice League, and then there's just, oh, yeah, I forgot to dismantle Cyborg over here. Before he, I he's not a Superman. tech guy. Not a tech guy? Yeah, that's Jay's job. It's interesting that that was the decision, because it almost implies that Cyborg is in favor of the strong-armed method that this Superman is imposing. Mm-hmm. Like that he wants to preserve the world as it is, not try to make it better, you know? Meanwhile, all the other superheroes are at least in some kind of favor of the realization, like, no, we should be going back to being heroes and not being uh, dictators, you know? Yeah. But I like... If this was written by another writer, I don't know how I would feel, because Tom Taylor was the one who wrote Injustice. Oh, yeah. And so he has the uh, the ability to do to this world whatever he wants. I mean, he was the one who made them all crazy, and then uh, as violent as they are. But well, I feel like this... in his story, like without the context of the game, his story did a good job at contextualizing why they kind of turned darker. Mm -hmm. Like, there was a bit of acting out of character, but overall he did a good job at making this seem kind of real. Right. I agree. The game was kind of like, haha, you can fight the characters. Yeah. But he put some work into kind of making it work as best he can. Right. 
how do you feel about the decision to not end this on a big fight sequence, but rather in a more like Superman style of way? This is, the, is it's not even Superman's way. This is John, more John Kent's way. This is how he's yes. been doing things and for I, a while. I I agree. I actually really like that. It feels like that's how it should be. Considering these everything characters. needs to end in a big Punch CGI fight scene. Punch him up. Yes, I agree. Same with the movies. You do not need to give me the same third act every movie. Mm. Right. It does seem a bit formulaic after a certain point. Yeah. After a certain point, yes. After the third movie. From a certain point of view. Yes. 25 movies later. Um, ratings? I just wanted to say at the end here, John is sent back to Earth Zero, but something's something's so very wrong. You know, screams and shrieks and howls, something is wrong. And so this is a the end of a six-issue series after a 16- or 18-issue series. And then it says, John Kent's adventures continue in Beast World, beginning this November. Do we have Another any... DC event, yay. Is that what the event is, Beast World? Yeah, it's Tom Taylor writing it, art by Nicholas Scott, and it's a Titans-focused event where um, Beast Boy loses control and does something. Hell yeah, brother. I can't remember the exact description of what it was. Okay. Listen, you don't need to talk anymore. I heard Nicholas Scott, and I said yes. Yeah. And Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor's good. Yes. yes. Okie dokie. Tom yes. Taylor is more consistent than Josh Williamson. Yes. Um, so yeah, I wonder issue... if this is going to lead to John being on the Titans team. I, I Maybe. Be an interesting He's choice. got that link with Nightwing. But don't they already have, like, a super family member on the Titans? They no. can pop him off. Oh. What about Connor? He's in Young Justice. Young Justice. Oh. Well, Even when that exists. If, yeah. But okay, John's fair. older now. Give him a leather jacket. It'll make sense. He's got a leather jacket now. Give him a better leather jacket. Give him two leather jackets. On top of each other. Leather yes. jacket and leather With two chaps. popped collars. Yes. Uh, are they assless? Well, well, he's pick by, as well. So yes. he can just chew on. Yes. Make up maybe a, a coin to flip. Yeah. Nah, you, get, you gotta you gotta roll a coin <laughs> in your fingers. A weird uh, like Jersey accent for some reason, and every single time he sees the Batman, he's his hair like, just slicked back. <laughs> I don't have to put any gel in it; it just slicks back, man. It just does that for itself, yeah. I'm into this. Let's do this. I like this character design. Did it put it out there, Tom Taylor? Yeah. It's, that's uh, free real estate, just for you. Yeah. So As this... an issue by itself, ratings. It's fine. Yeah. I yeah. liked it. I enjoyed its different approach to the final act. Yeah, I did too. Could, like, would we have enjoyed it more if it was just a fight scene? I feel like this took the more interesting route. Yeah. I think if there was, if there had to have been a fight sequence, I think that it would it should have been between him and Damien. Hmm. Yeah. And then they hug but, out and go, ugh, clasp hands. It wouldn't have been a fight scene, it would have been John just consistently blocking, or not even blocking, dodging Damien's attacks. I was thinking more like the end of Dark Knight Returns. Like where he's in like his own like mech suit or something, full of kryptonite. Okay. 
where he's like, I've always had the ability to kill Superman. I knew what this was like. Blah, 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 blah. Why would you say that name? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Was the name Alfred? Yes. <laughs> um, no, I like this. This is like an 8.5 for me. I I'm like towards an eight point two five I think uh, I would I really enjoyed it but I definitely I liked feel like the... an extra bit of pages would have been good. Agreed, but I just liked it. it. Felt warmer than I was expecting going in. Yeah, I maybe it's nice to revisit you know the series, but I haven't really read Injustice any of it, so it's I haven't it's, either. It's enjoyable. It's a pretty quick read, despite how much of it there is. <laughs> yeah, I never got around to reading Injustice too. Well, there's a lot of it. I think it's like 48 issues or something probably more more i don't know i mean this i don't this this series wasn't gripping me as much as you guys i mean i'm i'm more of like a seven and a half seven point seven five i mean all right fair enough we we know that you have high standards when it comes to super anything yeah um so that's the end of the list and that means that we should talk about our picks of the week this is tough this week because I don't feel like there's anything I want to pick. Yeah. Uh, John Kent was my highest rated one, but even then I don't think it was like pick of the week worthy. Pick of the week. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'd go with the sacrificers. It's it's that or the seasons have teeth, even though I you know had so much negative stuff to say about it i'm not sure there's anything that i rated higher than those two yeah i feel like i'm leaning towards john kent and or sacrificers and i'm torn uh, but i kind of i think just because it ended different and i think that it, it it shows that you can do something unique that isn't just punch the bad guy I'm going to lean towards John Kent as my pick. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Neither of you actually made a choice. You realize that, right? You were I, both like, I, yeah, I lean towards I the said John Kent. Did you say that you were certain on Sacrificers? Uh, yeah, I think I lean more towards Sacrificers than Seasons Have Teeth. Okay. I respect it. Cool. Um, and that means... It's time for Sean to take it away. Tell us what's coming yes. out next week. So we have the start of a new series, kind of a new series. It's called The Enfield Gang Massacre, number one. And it's God, by so Chris Condon again. and Jacob Phillips, who are the team behind that Texas blood. Hang on, say it and again. The Enfield Gang Massacre. Uh, so yeah, it's a prequel to that Texas blood. But I think it's kind of standalone, like all the arcs were. Okay. That book was kind of a bit like Fargo or True Detective, where it was an anthology series. It's kind of loosely connected. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Enfield Gang Massacre is set 150 years in the past, and its gunslinging action meets the dark frontier drama. As a gang of outlaws find themselves in the crosshairs of an aging Texas ranger, and a newborn county that's hungry for law. It's cowboys. It might be cool. Mm. Might be. Maybe. That Texas Blood, what I read of it was very good. I keep meaning to catch up, but just never get around to it. 
I'm the same way. I read the first arc and I loved it, but I never yeah. read anything past that. Uh, we have Swan Songs number two by W. Maxwell Prince. Another ending. Um, we have Superman Annual 2023 by Josh Williamson and Mahmoud Asrar. Metropolis secrets are revealed. Lois Lane is now editor-in-chief of the Daily Planet, but at heart she'll always be an investigative reporter. And lately Metropolis has had a whole new set of secrets she must uncover, even if it means investigating her own husband. Okay. I'll probably read it, just because I'm reading the main book. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have World's Finest Teen Titans number two by Mark Wade. Um, we have Night Terrors number three. We're past the halfway mark now, guys. Uh, we have Night Terrors Green Lantern two. We have Night Terrors Robin two, and Night Terrors Shazam two. We have Danger Street number eight by Tom King and Jorge Fornes, and we have Damn Them All number seven, the first issue of the second arc. It's back, baby. By Sysberia and Charlie Adlard. Oh, uh, you should probably. I thought, I thought you would want to at least talk about this, Sean, uh, especially considering all of our history on the show. Um, I know that Sean's really excited for My Little Pony: Best of Pinkie Pie number one, uh, IDW Publishing, coming out uh, for six ninety nine. Man, what Bargain. a deal! Yeah. Absolute bargain of a deal. Do you think Tab still listens to the show? No. No. Um, did you mention Tabs? Had- if you're listening. Send us an email. Let us know how My Little Pony is going. Let us know you're still alive. So we have um, House of Slaughter issue 16 with just a Yay. terrible cover. The cover is awful. It looks dumb as fuck. It looks like the Minecraft character. Sure. Yes. Um, Kaya number 10 comes out. Sean, are you still... You're going to read that you know, basically as a trade. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if this is the end of the arc, but I think it should be. Let's see. Standalone story. Uh, no, number 11 is the end. So we have a... That's right. I forgot. Uh, they basically do a standalone story in between each arc. So we have five issues, standalone story, another five issues, then we have a standalone story. So, almost there. Talk about it next issue. Cool. Kaya in the Poison Lands. Cool. Righty real. Well, that's it. We did it. And in less than two hours, we did it. Congratulations. Quick, Somehow, end it before. Some way. In less than three minutes. Uh, that means it's the end of the show. You heard our readings, what we read this week, our ratings. Uh, and what's come our picks of the week and what's coming out next week so that means it's the end of the show you can send us an email to the cult of comics at gmail.com for your questions comments concerns which we like to read just for you uh, you can make your monthly donations for the dollar a month or higher level and be one of our blood boys for patreon.com slash cult of comics you can also go to anchor.fm slash cult of comics to make your monthly contributions onto there also to find our rss feed and our distribution thanks to anchor.fm with Spotify, because we are distributed on all the podcast locations, thanks to Anchor.fm. You can find us on Instagram at Join the Cult of Comics. 
And if there's anything else, I don't think that there's anything more to it. Right, boys? I think that's it. Well, give me give me a dollar. That's the show. Just give me a dollar. Please give us a dollar. We don't want to do anything for real work anymore. We just want to do this. We'll do an episode every single day for the rest of our lives, just for you. Please just give us money. I don't want to do anything else. Make Josh the non-present father that we want him to be. Totally. And on that note, stay safe out there. I love you. Uh, and have an awesome rest of your day. Bye. 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 Bye.